Well, I want to welcome you again to Hope. Uh, it's a joy to be with you. If you are here, you can have a seat. If you're online, we welcome you this morning. I especially want to say hi to all the kids. Do we have any kids in the room? Let me hear you say whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Did you have fun at VBS? Let me hear you say we did. Yeah, you know we did. Well, uh, we had a blast all week long at our stellar VBS, and the week was an incredible success. We had over 60 kids in the house, uh, some 45 grown-ups volunteered to serve, and uh, it, it was out of this world. It truly was, and uh, it was wonderful to see so many kids hearing about Jesus and growing in their faith. Uh, it's just such a, a special week. So I want to I thank, first of all, all who brought your kids, and I want to thank our amazing team of volunteers. You guys rock, and we're so proud of you. And uh, can we also thank our, uh, and especially thank our VBS coordinator this year, Angie Vincent and Caroline Davis. Uh, these guys work tirelessly, our children's ministry team, our station leaders, and just everybody who made the week a success. Uh, what, is VBS easy? No, of course not, right? But we know why we do it, and it's to see lives changed by Jesus. We have a banner there that says, uh, Hope Community Church, a caring place where God transforms lives. And that's what we're all about here today. And on Celebration Sunday, uh, we want to celebrate what God has done all week long. Um, kids, I, I really want to speak to you today, especially. I'm so glad you're here. Every year around VBS, uh, I start to notice something. Maybe you've noticed it too. Uh, this time of year, the, the fireflies start coming out. Uh, you guys like the fireflies when they come out? Um, has anybody seen any fireflies yet this year? I, I really have not seen a firefly yet. But okay, so there are some fireflies out. Maybe it's a little bit too cold. I don't know what's going on. But fireflies really are amazing creatures. And I love at night to see their lights flickering in the darkness. It's kind of amazing to watch. You can just sit there and, and see the, the uh, fireflies light up. I, I do have some good news, though, for you this morning. Fireflies are not actually flies, <laughs> praise God. Isn't that nice that fireflies aren't flies? They're actually a, a beetle, believe it or not. And they're related to other friendly creatures like the ladybug. So that's nice. Fireflies are our friends, right? Fireflies have an amazing ability to create their own light. The light of a firefly is created actually within the firefly through a chemical process that scientists call bioluminescence. I can't tell you how that works, but it really is amazing. In fact, uh, fireflies are so good at making their own light. Firefly light, get this, is the most efficient light in the world. For example, when a light bulb lights up, the, the incandescent ones anyways, they give off 10% light, and 90% is lost as heat. But when a firefly glows in the dark, it gives off 100% light. The light of a firefly is 100% energy efficient. There's nothing like it in the world. See, fireflies have an amazing ability to shine a light in the darkness. And Jesus tells us that you and I are like that firefly. We're to shine a light in dark places. Remember what we learned this week? Uh, when life feels dark, we... Yes! Good. Good job, everybody. 
Well, on Stellar Sunday, I'd like to offer everyone this. We are the light of the world. Come on, I hope you hear that, and I hope you feel that. We are lights in the world. And I want to explain to you this morning that as a follower of Jesus Christ, there's something out of this world about your life. You are a light shining in the darkness. And now is our time to shine. This is our moment. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Fireflies are pretty cool. But you're about to read here that who you are in Christ, by trusting in Jesus Christ, you take on his light and can shine for the world. This is what Jesus says. Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill can't be hidden. Also, people don't light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and then it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine so others can see it. Then they will see the good things you do, and they'll bring glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes, and open in a word of prayer. God, thank you for everyone who's here today and all the kids. You have a message for us about the light that we get to shine every day. And I pray that you'll help us, God, to hear your word to us this morning. Thank you that Jesus gave his life for us on a cross so that we could have a relationship with God and shine a light to the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, I love it, kids. So let's begin here, church family. Point number one, we are the light of the world. Yes, we are. We are the light of the world. And when Jesus originally spoke these words... He had not gathered a crowd of the influencers in culture or the rich or the famous. Those of you who know this Sermon on the Mount that Jesus gives, he's actually speaking to people that are just like me and just like you. They were ordinary people, forgotten people, hardworking men and women, grandparents and yes, even kids were in the crowd that day and Listen, as Jesus says, the most extraordinary thing about me, and yes, about you, Jesus says in Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world. And I hope hearing that this morning causes you to wake up and sit up and maybe even take some notes. Because what Jesus says about us is absolutely astounding. I am the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Really, Jesus, because light is a pretty important thing, isn't it? We need light. Aren't you guys glad that the lights are on today? I, uh, uh, last year, our family toured the Lackawanna coal mine in Scranton, PA. It was pretty awesome. Uh, our whole family went, and, and we got our hard hats on. They had us sit down in a mine car, and we went down that tunnel. 300 feet underground into what was once an active coal mine. As we walked through the mine, uh, there was a moment on the tour where our mine guide turned off all the lights in the tunnel. We experienced total darkness. It looked like that. That's what we saw. We looked around. We couldn't see anything. It was an eerie feeling being down there in the darkness. 
I think it was only three seconds we were in the dark, but it felt like a long, long time. And then our guide gave us a moment of relief by shining and turn, by lighting a little lamp. And, and our guide began to tell us and explain that, that those miners would do their work to the light of a candle, to the, the light of a lantern. And light was essential to their labor. We need light. We, we like light. When we go into a dark room, what's the first thing we do? Turn on the lights. If you don't have a light, what do you do? Shine the light of your phone or whatever you got, you know? We need light. Uh, a lot of people love sunshine. Anybody love sunshine? Especially on these uh, rainy days? Yes. Uh, my wife loves sunshine. She grew up in Colorado. Colorado has 300 days of sunshine a year. Here in Philadelphia, there's about 100 less, 200 days of sunshine. She loves every single one of them. I actually uh, say that my wife is solar powered because what a difference a little sunshine makes. See, being the light of the world means that you and I have a really important job to do. Kids, you have an important job to, to do. We are the light of the world. We get to shine the light of the sun, Jesus, to a world that's living in spiritual darkness. But it gets even more, can I say, stellar than that. Because Jesus calls himself the light of the world. John 8, 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, praise God, but will have the light of life. What an awesome compliment and responsibility that Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And then in Matthew 5.16, he says, you are the light of the world. Our light is a reflected light. It comes from Jesus, who is the light of the world. Kids, you remember at VBS, we learned how the moon doesn't have light in itself, but it reflects the light of the sun. In the same way, you and I reflect the light of the sun, Jesus Christ, who lives in us and shines through us. We are the light of the world. So think about your world for a moment. Kids, do you have some friends that maybe you have over, you play, or, or grown-ups, and you think about your neighborhood or place where you work? You're not there by accident. God has placed you there not to be a part of the darkness, but to shine the light of Jesus Christ so that as we reflect the light of the sun, maybe, just maybe, others will want Jesus in their life, light too. Wow, we are the light of the world. Now check out this, point number two. We should not hide, and we must not hide our light. And I think all of us at different times in our life, we felt like keeping our faith in Jesus hidden inside. We don't want to maybe let our light shine. I, I've been there. I remember when I first became a youth pastor. For the first time, I had this title of pastor. I'll be honest. I didn't tell people I was a pastor because truly when I said that, it got a little weird. Just being honest here. So I would go out of my way to not let people know. 
I remember one time I was with a student, we were out and met somebody and introducing myself and, hey, I'm Brian. They're like, oh, what do you do? I was like, oh, I work with teenagers. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So what do you do? Oh, I'm like a counselor or a teacher. The student next to me blurts out, he's a youth pastor. <laughs> and look at me like, boy, you really dodged that question. But you know what? My, that student was right. I was acting absurd. Trying to hide who I am. There are moments where we feel like not shining our light. Don't want to let on that we're a Christian or we go to church or we believe in Jesus. But if we truly love Jesus, it's a crazy thing to keep that inside. Listen to what Jesus says. Verse 14. He says, you are the light of the world. Town built on a hill can't be hidden. Also, people don't light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and then it gives light to everyone in the whole house. We should not and must not hide our light. Jesus uses two beautiful illustrations. First, he says, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Now, Jesus says this in the context of the Sermon on the Mount, which Jesus preached on a hillside overlooking the Sea of Galilee. Everyone hearing Jesus, they would have known what the Sea of Galilee was like at nighttime. There were hills surrounding the sea, and, uh, and on these hills there were, there were cities, and at nighttime those cities would shine brightly. They do to this day. Here's a picture of the Sea of Galilee at night. And you see the hills and the light up on that hill. And that is the modern city of Tiberias right there on the Sea of Galilee. And I can imagine as Jesus is saying, you are the light of the world. A town on a hill cannot be hidden. He's pointing to some of those cities up on the hill. And he's saying, you're like that. You shine brightly and your light can't be hidden any more than you could hide the light of a town at night that sits on top of a hill. You are the light of the world. Then Jesus gives a second incredible illustration. Matthew 5.15. Also, people don't light a lamp and put it on a bowl. I know I've never done that. Kids, have you ever done that? You ever uh, put a, a bowl over a lamp? That's kind of weird. Never done that. Well, the bowl Jesus talking is, uh, excuse me, the light and the lamp Jesus is talking about here is not what you're thinking of. The lamps in Jesus' time looked like this. There's a lamp made out of clay, small. You could hold it in your hand. What, were that, what, what might happen if you put a bowl over the lamp, that lamp? It's a good question. Let's do an experiment. Volunteer. Are there any kids? Okay, right here, right here up front. Why don't you come on up? All right, tell us your name. Ethan, all right, we're going to light a lamp, and I'm going to have you put it over a bowl. This, this jar has holes in it. This is my son's firefly catching jar, so had that handy. So we're going to light a lamp. I'll go ahead and do that part. All right, why don't you go ahead and put this jar nice and tight over that light. Yeah, can you, I don't know, can we... Maybe make a way for everybody else, everybody to see here. There you go. What is your, yeah, what does your bracelet say there while we're waiting? 
Watch for God. We learned of BBS this year. Good job. Okay, so what's happening to the light there? Can you, can you tell us? Yeah, it's, I think it's out. I think it's gone. Yeah. All right, let's give a round of applause for Ethan. Great job. Great job. I think when Jesus said, and he, he's looking at that, that light there, he says, we don't put a bowl over a light, because what would happen if we put the bowl over the light? The light begins to dim. Could it be that if we keep our love for Jesus inside, could it be that that fire dims? What happens to us when we hide the light of Jesus? There's a great article in Christianity Today, and uh, it, it, I think I've shared this before. It, it touched me when I read it, and this is what it says. Uh, this is written by Sarah Billups, came out in January 2nd, 2020. The headline is, My New Year's Resolution to Call Myself a Christian in Public. Yikes. Here's what Sarah writes. I live in a deeply unchurched part of America. We can relate. With so few people identifying as Christians. And after several awkward conversations, I've long avoided sharing that I'm a believer. Anyone else? I mean, we all have, right? But she makes this observation. Over time, the strategy of withholding my relationship with Jesus began to backfire. And I started to wither inside. Don't light a light and put it under a bowl. Faith doesn't thrive when it's hidden inside, but when it's given an opportunity to shine for all to see. Jesus says in verse 15, instead they put it on its stand and then it gives light to everyone in the house. Friends, family, don't hide who you are. Never compromise who you are. Just to be liked or to avoid the awkwardness of the conversation, always be yourself. We cannot, we should not, and must not hide our light. Last point, point number three. What should we do instead of hiding our light? Shine Jesus light! Yes, the kids are with me, good. What does it look like to shine Jesus light? I had an opportunity this week. I was, had my bracelet, watching for ways I could shine Jesus light, and I got a package in the mail. It had a label on it with my address. I opened it up, and this is what I pulled out. Let's see it. A Pokemon card. I didn't even know it was a Pokemon card. I had to look it up. What is this? And which one? Pikachu. Pikachu. Who's that? Okay, okay. The bros. The Pikachu bros. There's two of them. This card has been PSA graded at a 10. That's the highest rating it can get. It, it is in gem mint condition. As soon as I saw that, I realized, I think this card is valuable, and I don't think it's meant for me. So I couldn't keep the card. I did a little bit of research using what little information I had. I was able to find the seller, contact the seller, and I'm happy to report this morning that our Pikachu brothers are on their way home as we speak. But then I got a reply back from the person that I was, I was talking with. And they replied back, 
You're a lifesaver. It's relieving to know that there, there are good people out there. Is there anything you want from me for your inconvenience? Well, let me think about that. <laughs> then I remembered what we learned. When people need help, we... Yeah, that's right. And so I just wrote back, oh, there's nothing I need. I'm just grateful for an opportunity to share the love of Jesus. Helping other people is a great way to shine Jesus' light. And I want you to keep your eyes open. Look around. Is there someone you can help? Because serving other people is a great way to shine the light of Jesus. How else can we shine the light of Jesus? Can we be a friend? Kids, when you meet someone new, you reach out and, hey, what's your name? Can we play and just be a good friend? Grown-ups, we can do that too. Maybe we're not as good at it. But are there people around you? Just, just a, like, let's look around. Keep our antennas up. Is there someone around us that we can befriend? A coworker, a neighbor, whoever that might be. And one of the keys for Angie and I has always been an open house. And we love to have people over because it gives people a chance to connect with us and ultimately to connect with Christ. How else can we shine Jesus' light? You know, serving other people, befriending other people, just loving people like Jesus. I'll leave you with one more example. On July 20th, 1969, Apollo astronauts Neil Armstrong and Edwin Buzz Aldrin planted the American flag on the surface of the moon. There it is. That's pretty cool. Why do you think they planted the American flag on the surface of the moon? Because that flag says this is who we are. Right? We're here. This is who we are. A flag represents who we are. And we, as believers in Jesus, we want to plant the flag of Jesus, raise the flag of Jesus over our life, take moments and let people know who you are. Just like the astronauts went up there and they said, hey, we're not here anonymously, but we're here because we are a part of the United States of America. So we plant our flag as believers in Jesus. What, what could that look like? What could that sound like? Maybe something good happens and you're interacting with others. Could you just say, wow, that, that really was God. Can we just give glory to God when good things happen? We shine Jesus' light and say, hey, I could, that was just God. I want to say thank you, God, because he was the one who did it. And would we lift the banner of Jesus? It lets other people know that we follow Jesus Christ. Or maybe when someone is hurting, or when someone needs help, oh man, that's really tough. Listen, I will pray for you. You say that to another person, you're shining Jesus' light. We love people the way Jesus loves us. And we open up about our faith, right? We're taking the bowl off. We're opening up about our faith just a little bit. We shine the light of Jesus wherever we go. As Jesus says in Matthew 5.16, in the same way, let your light shine so others can see it. And then they will see the good things you do. And they will bring glory to your Father who is in heaven. People need Jesus. And we can make a difference by shining Jesus' light.
We've had an incredible week at Stellar. Thank you, kids. You've been awesome. We're grateful for our Stellar team and all of our Stellar kids who joined us this week. And I just want to close with this. This is our moment to shine. As we leave here on Stellar Sunday, we're going to go out and shine the light of Jesus. Keep looking for how God is working around you. Keep shining the love of Jesus Christ because Jesus truly can change our world. Let's pray. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you that we get to remember what we learned all week and celebrate how Jesus is changing our life. God, I pray that you'll help us to have courage as we leave this place today to be open about our faith and to share the love of Jesus with the world around us because only you, Jesus, have forgiven us of our sin by dying on the cross and you made a way for us to experience the joy of living every day in a relationship with God. So we thank you for doing that. We thank you for this day. And we celebrate together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.